Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, being recorded in the stormy but beautiful home office, Chateau Relaxo, Florida. Today, it's all about that April crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. So if you spend any time listening to the monthly crazy travel roundup, you know that Florida always makes an appearance. And in tonight's case, they're actually doing it a little bit early in the form of a storm, which we are just basically getting hammered with. We need the rain, so not that bad of a deal. Stayed local this last week, didn't really bother to get on a plane, didn't make any super long road trips. Ended up heading up to Palatka, which is about 90 miles north of Orlando, kind of in the middle of the state. Beautiful little town located on the St. John's River. And for all you trivia people that want to play trivia at the local bar, the St. John's River is one of the few rivers that actually flows north. And the reason is because the Georgia Bulldogs suck. And that's an old throwback high school joke. My, uh, my sister went to UGA and to this day claims it was the best six years of her life. And my dad was a tech graduate, so you could imagine the contention in the household when football season came. So Palatka, like I said, is a cool little town. We came across two unique antique stores. The first was Elsie Bell's. And uh, I managed to pick up a really cool and interesting two-foot-tall hand-carved wood statue. of It looks basically like a farmer for about 20 bucks. I don't think I could have bought the wood and paint for less than that. And the second store was River City Antiques and Collectibles. Ended up purchasing a set of six monogram glasses for, I think, 12 bucks, And a really cool throwback Stratton Motel ashtray from Knoxville, Tennessee. Both places were staffed by super friendly people, clean, air-conditioned. Definitely worth checking out. And, of course, no day trip would be complete without some sort of a meal. And in this case, we found Florida's oldest diner, Angel's Dining Car. And this is a throwback or tribute to neon, aluminum, pink, and turquoise because it was all rolled up into this place. The uh, waitress, when I went to order, encouraged me to order my burger with their wonderful mustard pickle relish. And I am not a fan of relish, but she was definitely spot on with that request. And the fries came with a couple of beautifully seasoned, perfectly wonderful tasting onion rings on top of the pile. Angel still offers curbside dining. Just pull into one of their slots, honk your horn, come out and serve your curbside, and they offer a monthly uh, car, car cruising show for all your car guys first Saturday of every month. Two new places also, a little bit closer in Maitland. The first was the Copper Rocket. Copper Rocket was actually my porn star name when I did porn years ago, and the other place was the Eden Bar. So the Copper Rocket has about 100 different beers, most of them on tap. Currently, this time, they're not serving liquor. They're still working on getting their liquor license put together. But the Eden Bar across the street does. And the Eden Bar is located in this, uh, basically, a Florida tropical jungle. I mean, it's an open-air bar. Very cool. Attached to the uh, the playhouse next door. And while you're there, if you dare, order the Knowledge of Good and Evil. And it is nothing more than basically a bowl of alcohol with some mixed fruit and some flowers thrown in. And depending on how many people are in your party, you can have three, four, or five crazy, kooky, curly straws to go with it. So let's jump right into the April craziness. 
From the Huff Post, we get Lithuania Man discovers he's lone passenger on a huge airplane. A Lithuania Man flying to Italy got a pleasant surprise when he boarded the plane that he was the only passenger on the huge Boeing 737-800 series. I have no idea how to pronounce this gentleman's name. was flying from uh, the capital of Vilnius to the northern city of Bergamo for a skiing holiday March 16th. And he had the whole plane, which usually seats up to about 188 people, to himself. The only others on board were two pilots and five crew members. The travel agency said they had chartered a plane to fly a group home to Italy, and to avoid flying empty, one-way tickets were sold. And guess what? This poor fellow, or lucky fellow in this case, actually bought one. He told the AP Tuesday night which the flight lasted a little bit more than two hours, was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So if you actually check this out on the blog, you'll see that this gentleman has a huge smile on his face. And you know what? About 18 years ago, I had close to the same smile on my face on the flight from Atlanta down to Jacksonville, as there were only five of us on the plane. And this was one of the, I think the seat configuration was 2-3-2, so each row sat roughly seven people. It was a, you know, I think they call it the suicide flight. It was one of the first flights out of Atlanta that morning. But it was pretty cool. We each had just about basically our own flight attendant. And depending on how many pilots were in the cockpit, we may have had a one-to-one ratio on pilots. This next one comes to travel stories from my hometown news station, WSB-TV in Atlanta. Nashville bachelorette parties ruined by the NFL draft. Women who picked Nashville for their bachelorette parties last weekend may have drafted the wrong city. God, you gotta love... uh, newspaper puns. The plucky, honky-tonk-filled town has become a go-to destination for bachelorette festivities, and it also happened to be the location of this year's NFL draft, bringing with it all the revelry and fanfare of thousands of football fans from across the country. When did they start planning the draft? Because I feel like I just found out about this, a bridesmaid standing next to a woman in a bride t-shirt told WXIX. I found out three days ago and it made me want to cry, the bride then told WXIX. Look, I'm not much of a football guy, but this is truly an example of the seven Ps. Proper planning and preparation prevents piss-poor performance. You know, the Chateau Relaxo 2018 Spring Break Tour was Nashville. And yes, this is the new bachelorette party destination. I mean, they load these women up on those party bikes or party cycles and let them get hammered as they... Uh, pedal their way through the city, blasting journey tunes. But let me tell you what, next time you plan any kind of a trip, it will serve you well to get on Google, Google your destination in combination with the dates, and find out what's going on. I mean, you know, the moral of the story is that no matter where you are and what you're doing, all bachelorette parties end up with someone in the corner crying. Time for Florida's second appearance from this month's Crazy Travel person dressed as Easter Bunny hops into fight in downtown Orlando. This comes to us from another punster who apparently works at Fox 35 Orlando. The Easter Bunny found himself in some trouble on the night of Easter Sunday. A promoter in downtown Orlando posted a video of a person dressed as an Easter Bunny in a fight. Their promoter, who goes by the name Worketh on Instagram, told Fox 35 that a fight started after a man bumped into a woman. The bunny jumped in until an Orlando police officer broke them up. The promoter who posted the video captioned it, Happy Easter and only in Orlando. 
He also joked to Fox 35 that, as you can see, the Easter Bunny had been taking boxing classes. Again, thank you, Florida. You know, during my 11th grade year of high school, I worked at a restaurant now defunct called Wags. It was owned by a Walgreens Corporation. And it really wasn't ba a bad gig. But on Tuesdays, I was forced to dress up as the mascot, which was Wags, a giant raccoon. And guess what? I was so frustrated, I was willing to do a beatdown on almost anybody. So in the case of this story, Easter Bunny, I'm on your side. Next up from AP News is another Florida story mixed with nudity. Three naked women at rest stop lead deputies on chase in Florida. Authorities say three women who were applying suntan lotion publicly in the nude at a Florida restaurant led police on a 21-mile chase, drove their car to deputy, and threatened another officer with a bat. The FHP says that when a deputy approached the women at the Interstate 75 rest stop Wednesday in Dade City, they started dressing. They said they had been staying at a relative's home, but went to the rest stop after an altercation and had nowhere else to go. The Tampa Bay Times reports that the women claimed that they were air-drying after washing up. The woman then fled in a car. The three ultimately were caught. They've been charged with aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer, resisting arrest, fleeing to elude, and indecent exposure. Nudity in Florida all in the same story. Really, is anybody surprised? Nudity in Florida all in the same story. What do you expect? File this under... It never happens to me. If there's a rest stop in Florida, I've probably stopped there in a 19 plus years of travel, and I've yet to see any sort of nudity. However, I am a now a fan of the term air drying, as it sounds rather fancy. From CNN, we get American Airlines attendant accidentally drops a drink on a passenger, and it was the CEO. Maddie Peters had never spilled a drink on a, on a flight in her four years of being an attendant for AA. That is, until the airline's CEO was on board. Before a flight from Phoenix, Arizona to Dallas earlier this month, Peter and her fellow flight attendants were told that the AA CEO, Doug Parker, and a few other executives would be on board. While carrying a tray full of drinks that she was serving to other first-class passengers, during boarding, a passenger in front of her abruptly stopped and backed into her, and let's just say the drinks went flying. Now, in a former life, I was a firefighter, and the line from the 1991 movie Backdraft really hits home. You see that flash of light in the corner of your eye? That's your career dissipation light. It just went into high gear. As soon as I read this story, I immediately sensed that this was Maddie's demise. However, Doug Parker seems to be a pretty okay guy. He was cool enough to pose for her for a picture for Twitter, and at this point, she's still employed. Boing Boing sends this one our way. Airbnb guest uses a network sniffer to find hidden webcam. Airbnb finds no wrongdoing. Airbnb has a hidden camera problem. Airbnb hosts keep getting caught using hidden webcams, and there's a, a link in the article. And they use the webcams to spy on people staying in their unlicensed hotel rooms. And while the company proclaims a zero-tolerance policy for this practice, the reality is that the company tactfully tolerates Airbnb hosts who engage in this creepy voyeuristic behavior. I rarely frequent Airbnbs. I have enough hotel points that I can usually do what I need to do. And this article really reduces the chances that I ever will. I mean, honestly, no one wants to watch me in a hotel room. It'll be hours of me sitting at a desk chair, interrupted with a couple trips to the bathroom, and little else. You know, if that's your kink, have at it. But, eh, 
probably not going to do anything that's going to go very viral. However, if you're curious about network goings on while you're in an unfamiliar area, download something like Angry IP Scanner, run it, and you'll find out what else is on the network with you. Well, there you have it. This month's Crazy Travel Roundup. Thanks for listening, safe travels, and have a great day. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.